Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. The show with the host that men want to be like, women want to be with, well, at least until they finally meet him. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine. It is, uh, right, I guess this is the, this is literally the beginning of the dog days of summer. All right, it's the dog days of summer. I've, I've officially announced it. It's been, uh, it's been warm. And that's all there is to it. And we just got a couple more months to get through. All right, on uh, this week's show, instead of pipe parts and instead of guests, I've got four interviews from the show floor of the IPCPR or the PCA. Uh, you will hear from Calvin Henner from uh, Alfred Dunhill's White Spot. You will hear from uh, Jeremy McKenna from Sutliff Tobacco. You will hear from uh, Pete Prevost of Briarworks, and then finally we'll finish it off with uh, Eric Stokeby of Fourth Generation. So that'll be the uh, the finals from the uh, IPCPR. Uh, remember, you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to listen to this fine show. Uh, but at least we can still say the word tobacco, and you'll uh, you'll get that coming up in the rant. So. Uh, and then we'll have a music mailbag and a rant. All that on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Um, hope you all are enjoying your summer. And I would like to kindly ask and remind you all to, uh, if you haven't had a chance, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. If you haven't done a rating and a review in the last couple of years, please go back and do that because iTunes tends to uh, drop those off. We would muchly appreciate those. And it doesn't matter what country you're in. Just do it wherever you are. There you go. Uh, keep sharing the Pipes Magazine radio show with uh, all your friends and enemies. And, uh, you know, I realize a lot of you are on vacation right now. And a lot of you will be get caught, get caught up on this. But, hey, keep sharing it around. We do greatly appreciate that. And you can uh, follow me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram I am uh, trying to do a much better job of actually posting stuff on Instagram and uh, Facebook and doing it on a semi-regular basis. Um, anyway, I was thinking yesterday, most of my posts on Facebook and Instagram are of, you know, a pipe and coffee or me somewhere. <laughs> Should have posted you when I was hot and sweaty pulling weeds out of a flower bed yesterday. That was an absolutely beautiful, smelly sight, but, you know somebody's got to do it um anyway all right let's get the show rolling everybody sit back relax fire up a bowl thank you all for tuning in and here we go this is phil morgan general manager of missouri meersham corncob pipes in washington missouri our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford we guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. Uh, 
All right, uh, so we begin the, uh, well, these are the last four recordings that I have from the uh, from the trade show floor itself. Uh, I will uh, remind you all that I, that I recorded these, and then I'm playing them back in not the, not the exact order, so they kind of jumble around. Uh, and, and I also realized that I was really infatuated with the idea that I was recording these live on the trade show floor. Like, you know, I'm the first person that's ever done anything you know, like that. So yeah, you live and you learn. Um, but again, these are out of order and these are all directly from the show floor. And this first one is, uh, Kalman Henner of, uh, Alfred Dunhill's white spot live on the show floor of the IPCPR or now the, uh, PCA. From next year onwards, huh? Yeah. I, I'm with Kalman Henner. Kalman, I I've known you for many, many years, but tell everybody who, who you work for and when did you start with the company? Yeah. I work for Alfred Dunhill in London. Um, I started 23 years ago wow. in 96 and for the last 13 years I'm with the Alfred Dunnett's White Spot Division which is in charge of the pipes and the smokers accessories. So with the with the transition now of course to the White Spot you're you're kind of a separate group and you and you kind of run the whole thing right? I run the whole thing but we are not really separate we one of the product divisions of Alfred Dunhill Today, the most important product groups are men's and leather products, yeah. but obviously it all started with uh, the pipes and the tobacco, and the guarantee for a Dunhill pipe was always the white spot guarantee. So at the moment, we focus um, more on the white spot than the Dunhill, but the product is the same, so it's still made in London as it always was. And I've only got a few minutes of your time because the show floor is busy. Sure. Uh, tell us, you've got some really, you got some great new stuff that I'm sitting here looking at, and soon it'll be in shops. But tell us, what what are your favorite new things that you've got, um, pipe wise, lighter wise? Yeah. So, what we brought this year, obviously, we have a very large uh, selection of pipes. I think we have here about a thousand pipes on display, <laughs> in all finishes. And what is special this year is we uh, recreated some of the very old shapes from the 1920s catalogs. Among them is the beehive, that's a pipe that um, looks virtually like a beehive and we did it in several shapes, so you have billiards, you have bulldogs, you have apples. Um, we brought, uh, which is especially uh, interesting I think for the American market, ODAs, yeah. which is an oversized uh, full bent pipe in different finishes. And we brought out other archive shapes. Some of them have not been seen for probably over 50 years. Yeah, I'm looking at the ODAs right now as we're standing here, and they yeah. look like the classic LBLC, that large yes. billiard. Yes, yeah, so they have the swan neck, which yeah. obviously especially collectors dream about. Yeah. And yeah, we have a good selection here, and you know, across all finishes. And, and of course, for us, for us in the U.S., those large pipes are the. This is really the main market for that. Uh, it probably is, although recently we have seen a trend, even in the US, that uh, pipe smokers um, now also appreciate the smaller pipes, yes. up down to group one. Yeah, as I'm walking around the show with my smaller pipes all yeah. day long, it's much easier to smoke. And the classic, the, the 1928 catalog had some wonderful smaller sizes. and it's, Yeah, because it's, let's not forget, in the UK, in the 1920s, tobacco was relatively expensive. Yeah. So people smoked relatively small pipes, and I think today the trend is more that people have less time to smoke, sure. because you cannot smoke in the restaurant anymore, and 
especially in the US, you cannot smoke in parks and beaches anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So people yeah. have less time, so they go for a smaller pipe. Yeah, and it's a, and like I, you know, it, it's easier to have a smaller pipe in your pocket too. Um, what's going on with lighters? Because the, I mean, Dunhill yes. lighters are historic, classic. Yeah, yeah. obviously we are well. One of the leading uh, lighter companies. We brought out the new lighter in the mid 1920s. The unique was the first lighter that you could use with one hand only, yeah. and that worked reliable. And that's where the name comes from, because it was unique at the time. Yeah. And we still call it the unique pocket. Um, then we have the roller gas, which was the first luxury lighter to use gas versus petrol. That was introduced in the mid 1950s. And what we're launching at this fair is we are reintroducing the turbo lighter for the cigar lovers, mainly for the cigar lovers. And can we still get for us, for us pipe guys? Can we still get the pipe angled flame on the? Yeah, it can be converted on the unique and the roller gas. Yes, it can be converted, but um, what we intend to do from next year onwards is that all the lighters come automatically with a cigar flame, and then it can be converted also to a pipe flame. Or if they have a cigar, if they have the straight up flame, yeah, just do what I do, turn your arm sideways. <laughs> That's another possibility. <laughs> that way you get the flame going every way yeah. possible. And you burn your fingers. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you hold it away, you hold it away, trust me. Okay. Um, Last, lastly, besides the before we get to the cigar accessories, yeah, there's a beautiful picture of a Dunhill pipe with a with the Eiffel Tower. Oh yeah, That's is that another one of your your uh, limited edition introductions that have? I wouldn't call it limited edition because it's an absolute one-off. One. <laughs> so that's a project um, we worked on for seven years to develop this this product. Um, it's the Eiffel Tower, the unique Eiffel Tower pipe. Um, the Eiffel Tower is constructed from 18 karat yellow gold. It's decorated with over 500 diamonds, sapphires, <laughs> rubies, and so on. But what is interesting, he only see a picture of the pipe. But it comes with an extraordinary cabinet, which contains the original construction plans of the Eiffel Tower. Oh. And that's part of the package. And you are also the one that we can thank for creating the Spitfire yep. and the Titanic yep. pipe and the Thames Bridge. No Thames Bridge, that was before my time. That was before you? Yeah. Okay. But I did the Titanic, I did uh, the Battle of Waterloo, where we used, um, let's call it heritage material. So for the Battle of Waterloo, I sourced a cannonball from the battlefield, and it was a French 12 pounder uh, cannonball. We know that because the British only use six-pounder cannonballs. For the Titanic, I bought part of an original I, I have, deck chair. I have to ask, yeah. so the French have bigger balls? In that case, In yes. In that case, okay. Yeah, okay. But they lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're very good at that, though. Yeah, they're good in losing, yeah. like in the World Cup, you yeah. know? Well, we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, any other limited edition pipes? Yes. So we have on display the coronation of Queen Victoria. Ah. We're, we're actually walking down to the pipes now so that I can look at them. He's got them locked in a case so I can't drool over them or touch them, which is probably better off for the pipes. So for the shape of the pipe, we, oh, that um, is beautiful. we took again an old shape, which resembled a crown. Yeah. And this pipe is extremely light. And the pipe timber is, um, represents the coronation crown of Queen Victoria. And like in the original crown, there's, um, there's a garnet stone set. And then we have here Namiki pipe. Yep. Namiki is a Japanese lacquer technique. 
We work with the Namiki company in Japan since the late 1920s and we had the exclusivity and still have the contract with them to distribute their products worldwide. Um, as you know, Afedana Nomi never lacquers pipes yeah. because uh, a pipe, the way we make pipes, we just stain them and we wax them and then we highly polish them. Normally we do not use lacquer because we want the pipe to breathe. Mm -hmm. The only exception we make is for Namiki pipes. They are regarded to be the highest craft form of traditional craftsmanship in Japan. And, uh, we and the, the Arushi yes. lacquer that they use yes. is multiple, multiple layers, oh, yes. one at a time over days. And it's no, a very over months. It's, over months. It's a it's a special breathable lacquer yes. that's only yes. in Japan. If only I only in Japan, yes. Okay. And of this pipe, only 100 units were made, and it took 14 months for the lacquer work for those 100 wow. units. And then you're uh, quickly you're reintroducing some new cigar accessories, including humidors and cases yes. and so we have cutters. Quite, we have quite a complete range of humidors. The wooden humidors are mostly made in France. Yeah. Excellent quality. We have both mud finishes and we have polished finishes. Um, the best seller is the Makassar finish. Then we have Makore, Cocobolo, Grey Oak, um, Ambona Burl and, and other finishes. Kalman, I'm going to take some pictures. These sure. will be already, by the time this goes out, they'll be posted on my Facebook page already. And uh, I, I, I appreciate all your time. And then we have here also some cigar cases, and they were completely made by hand in our factory in London. So we use a combination of um, original tweed fabrics for suits, combined with uh, box calf leather. And you and I both agree that the British are the finest tailors in all of the world. I think Savile Row is very, very well known all over the world, yes. Thanks again, get back to work. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for stopping by. Bye-bye. And there you go with uh, visiting the White Spot booth. And again, this is the first time I've seen that many White Spot pipes, and uh, they look really good. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. A Savinelli pipe is a testament to a long legacy, fortified by well-worn hands and destined to be enjoyed for generations. For over 150 years, Savinelli has been dedicated to sourcing the world's finest briar, committed to pushing the boundaries of pipe design, and devoted to the tradition of Italian pipe making. Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. And like you, there can only be one Savinelli. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, getting, uh, getting through these last interviews uh, from the IPCPR. And this next one is... Uh, with my uh, former uh, my former colleague and cohort at uh, Sutliff Tobacco, it's with Jeremy McKenna. Back on the show floor of the IPCPR, I'm in the uh, Sutliff Tobacco booth, which is uh, much larger than in the days when I was uh, with Sutliff. But uh, hanging out with Jeremy McKenna, Jeremy, first of all, you've taken over the company in the last two years. We know that you're in charge of it, so fine, we get through all that. <laughs> Uh, I understand you do cabinet work to part-time because uh, you actually built some of these fixtures. A here. Anything that's wood in our booth, I've built. Yes, that is a fair <laughs> yeah. statement. So, uh, what's what are you what are you featuring? I mean, it looks like your entire the entire catalog is out here, but you've got some interesting things that you're featuring and 
kind of focusing on for the show? Yeah, one of the big things we're focusing on and what's these huge towers that are here, we brought out um, here on display at the show, we actually have 135 of our bulks. <laughs> it's pretty much everything, all the bulks on our price list, which does not encompass everything we have. It just happens to be all we have room for on our price list. Um, and so the part there is we have a lot of retailers that nonstop, you know, at a show, they, oh man, do you have that 208 Apple here? And it's like, well, no man, I really wish I could smell it or see it. So the whole point was too, is you're in a show that is obviously primarily cigar. And we want people to know like pipe's still around, it's still here and we are that. We have we have all the pipe tobacco you need. Well, and, and that's the one thing that you're doing in, in opposition of what some of the what one of the other big companies is doing is they're cutting back so now you're at least able to show that if if somebody is looking for an apple or a dark chocolate or a light chocolate here it is or medium chocolate medium, or you know yeah. <laughs> toasted whatever it happens yeah. to be toasted black chocolate <laughs> with a uh, with and a, a cherry with, and, a, and a turkish ribbon yeah, right exactly yeah. <laughs> maybe some cute burley too yeah. so um yeah no that's exactly the point is that um we want the retailers to know that for whatever they need for pipe tobacco that we can we can supply it for them in the formats um in the other Another big thing we're featuring is we have a private label table. Yeah. Uh, we don't sell the private labels, we manufacture, sell them to the distributor. And the whole reason for that is most people don't know, because our name's not on the product, all the different private labels we make. And so we want to point out to the retailers and hopefully then they convey it to the consumer that, oh, hey, you know, whether you like Sutliff or you don't, but you might love Seattle Pipe Club plum pudding. Yeah. Well, Sutliff makes that. <laughs> or or you may actually think that you don't like Sutliff, but you have been smoking them for years yeah. in some of your other favorite blends. Right. Yeah. And then we get that nonstop. I mean, I, yeah, every day, all day. So that was the point of bringing out the private labels is to kind of showcase what we do as a manufacturer. And the reason for that is Sutliff's 170 years old this year. I mean, so we've been around for a while. You, you look good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and then also combined with McBaron, who's 130 years old, I think, this year. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of tobacco history, yeah. you know. And we've made a lot of tobaccos over the years and still make a lot of them. And so, so let's highlight them and let's show them off. And, and I think that's what we, we've tried to do here at the show. Um, there's a few other products we started featuring here at the show. Um, a couple of new launches and our new features, we'll say, in our SPS line. Uh, the biggest seller was always Molta Dolce. Yeah. We've expanded it out. Um, we have a what's called East Farthing. Um, it's uh, very lightly aromatic English. Um, and then we also have another, um, it's called Panacotta. It's a uh, you know, vanilla cream custard. <laughs> like, you want to eat what's in the can. Uh, you might not want to smoke it, but you want to eat it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> depending on who you are and, and where you're. I know I know Brian doesn't want to smoke it, but. No, 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 no. But I'll open it up and smell yeah. it and, yeah. yeah, and use it as moisturizer. Yeah. Uh, no, but that, I'm, I mean, we're standing here in front of a, you know, all the Three Nuns variants, all the McBaron HH line, in, and including the, uh, the Crumble Cake line, which I, you know, people know I'm a fan of, so. Yeah. Don't screw it up. <laughs> we'll try not to. I'll talk to Jonathan about that. Yeah. One. yeah. But yeah, the crumble cake line, uh, we started 
again, we make a lot of crumble cakes for other companies, right? And so the thought was, well, let's put them out under our name so people might start to connect the dots that, oh, oh yeah, Sutlip, yeah. you know, they do make stuff we do smoke or want to smoke. And that was the whole thought behind the crumble cake line. Um, and it's, it's been pretty successful, especially the Red Virginia. Uh, Mike leave it, Mike and Mary leaving the market obviously helped with that. I mean, he kind of had the market and, yeah. and and he left a big hole there. And so we were, we were happy to step in and, uh, and try and help uh, offer something uh, for, for the Red Virginia smokers that were, uh, you know, crying themselves to sleep at night. So. And then the double pressed. Yeah, the double pressed was a great project uh, between Pear George and Denmark and Jonathan Wood. Our, uh, you know, our ops guy and uh, Russ Olette with Pipes and Cigars. Um, they just launched it, I think, a month ago now, over the last couple weeks. And uh, the Kentucky and Virginia version of that have done really well. Um, you know, the Virginia uh, won the Virginia Flake at Chicago uh, Pipe Show this year. So that's always good. Um, so, yeah, so that in... Uh, you know, last year we won, sort of, you know, Seattle Pipe Club, <laughs> yeah. you know, took home the title, and yeah. we're kind of like, you know, holding on to Matt Gus, like, hey, we make this, you know. Um, but no, and also, you know, talking about McBaron, though, uh, Amphora, yeah. uh, you know, Amphora, when we brought it back here, Brian was part of bringing it back here uh, a few yeah. years ago. In, in fact, a little inside baseball, we guessed wrong on which blend was going to sell better than the other one, because we went off of... European information so now, right. now do you have it balanced it's close yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so with Amphora though Pear George in uh, Denmark wanted to start uh, bringing out some non-aromatics under the line uh, so year I think it's been a year now we brought out Amphora Virginia yeah. uh, and then at Chicago we brought out Amphora Burley and now here at the show we have Amphora Kentucky uh, so just expanding the Amphora line uh, into the non-aromatics uh, and, and giving the consumer a, a really good smoke at not a tin price range. Yeah. So. And before we get on to the really exciting thing that's coming up, uh, you got a full display of Brigham stuff again. So it's really nice to see all the accessories, including a couple that I worked on developing, and the pipe cleaners are out and the pipes are here. So it's really full service when when a retailer calls you. Yeah, I mean, that was that's why we've always loved the partnership with Brigham. I mean, I think it fit really well um, for us uh, with the, between the pipes and pipe accessories and the cigars and accessories. It, it definitely has been a great relationship uh, where you've got all the distribution uh, in, exclusively in the U.S. and it's doing really well. Um, you know, they make a great um, system pipe and, and with the rock maple distillators and and uh, you know they come in at great price points, and yeah. so people really enjoy them, and we're we're happy to sell them. And so. then coming up in October, yeah, you know, we'll we'll get it. You'll those that come to Richmond in October will get it. We'll be able to get a chance to see the factory, see the warehouse. Uh, are you, are you going to be running machines? We are. We're actually on a Saturday. We are. We're going to bring in the entire workforce, all 25 of us. Yeah. And um, no, we're going to run the factory. Uh, we did it last year, and um, we're hoping to, on a weekend, bring in more of a crowd. We're actually bringing the Richmond. We did our event on Friday last year, and the Richmond Pipe Show had theirs on Saturday, two separate locations. This year, it's all going to be under one roof at Sutliff. The Richmond Pipe Show will be there, and then throughout the day, uh, we'll be doing the factory tours where we'll have 
all the bales of tobacco open for you to see and see what they look like in their raw form, show you how we condition them and case them and cut them and all those wonderful things. And basically, you know, how it, how it makes it to you. Um, you'll see it from start to finish. Um, and then we're bringing Pear George over from Denmark. He's going to be running blending seminars all day. Um, so it should just be a really unique, fun experience. Um, you know, there's nothing better than, at least last year, I don't think anybody enjoyed it more, sitting there smoking a pipe in a pipe factory, you know. And uh, so we want to open that up. And uh, I think you wanted to do it years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we never made it happen. And then no. uh, last year we decided to try and make it happen. I think it, was, it went pretty well. Sometimes so. a really good bottle of wine takes some time to age before it's ready to be had. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, And then there'll be music and food trucks and... Yeah, the thought is, is for lunch, we'll definitely, we're either, we're either catering food or bringing in food trucks. And then when the show ends at five, we're going to continue on and bring in some live music and food trucks and, and go for three or four hours in the evening just to continue the camaraderie and sitting around smoking. And, yeah. and the same thing as we talk, you know, obviously with the radio show, they can't see it. We talk about these towers with 120 different blends on it. The towers will probably be available during that show also. <laughs> so you yeah. can... You can put your hands on and at least smell, if not sample, more tobacco than you can think of in that one day. So I'm standing next to one of them right now. I'm six foot tall. The tower's got to be nine feet tall. There's five lights per shelf. I don't know. There's got to be, what, 220, 230 lights on each one? Uh, or total? Five times seven, 35 times oh, no. four. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a CPA. Do the math. 140. Okay. Three batteries apiece need to replace during the show. Two towers. Yeah. You'll see, yeah. It, I, Amazon liked me when I bought about 2,000 AAA batteries from them for the show. Yeah. yeah. But the tower is actually, before the sign on top, it's eight feet tall, uh, seven shelves on it. And then there's a huge sign on top with a big old brigham pipe on there uh you know just trying to remind these cigar smokers that uh that, that pipe smoking still here and it's a great hobby and, and and they need to have it for their customers all right jeremy get back to work thanks for <laughs> thanks for hanging out with all me. right thanks Brian. and there you have it those towers are really amazing go back into my uh, facebook uh my facebook pictures and you'll see them or on instagram you'll see those and don't forget, I will be recording uh, your impressions, your thoughts of the uh, Sutliff Pipe Show or Sutliff Core Pipe Show event. I'll be recording live right there. So come on up to uh, Richmond, Virginia, hang out, uh, sit down with me behind a microphone, and we'll uh, talk about what you see. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste. And whether you know it or not, you've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe, just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes, and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this, and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried and true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm. Smoking Pipes, in faithful service of the hobby. 
And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, these next two are going to be back-to-back, nonstop. I'm not going to get in the middle of them and interrupt them with something stupid to say because, well, that's pretty much all I would say is something stupid. Um, these are, This is uh, Pete Prevost of Briarworks and then uh, Eric Stokeby of Fourth Generation. And back-to-back, here we go. Back live on the IPCPR or the uh, PCA or whatever it's named this week. <laughs> However, this time I'm standing in the Briarworks booth with my friend Pete Prevost. Pete, first of all, how's, how's the show gone? Because, I mean, this is the morning of the second day. I couldn't get into your booth to talk to you the all of yesterday when I was here, so... Actually, it's been really good for us. Um, the first day, you know, has historically for us been kind of a slow day. You know, we we're one of the smaller, newer companies out there in terms of, yeah. you know, pipe brands. And so uh, it's always been something that people kind of hit later in the week. But actually, yesterday for us, we came off with a really good start the first day. And, you know, actually seemed like people were like, planning to come see us right away as soon as the show opens. So. I, w- I was going to attribute all that to, to the addition of Brad Emery to the team because Brad comes from uh, Music City and Uptowns and all that and actually like knows how to sell stuff versus a guitar playing pipe maker who <laughs> just knows how to make pipes. It's, you're absolutely right. Like so, everything you just said is correct. I, I'm just trying to, you know, yeah. once again, remind yeah. that, that there's value yeah. in people that know how to sell and yeah. can't do anything else, yeah. like me. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to claim I'm some experienced salesman. <laughs> I, uh, but, yes, Brad Emery, who we've known for a long time, is working with us now and in, this, in our storefront and lounge, but also doing wholesale for us and bringing in new accounts and you know, kind of rekindling his old relationships in the industry. And, so. and putting a polished face on you gruff-looking pipe makers. <laughs> well, well not maybe not so Okay, yeah. Uh, sorry. sorry, Brad. We still love you. Yeah. All right, anything, any new shapes, new designs for the show, or just refining the existing core lines? Well, for, for IPCPR, you know, there there's definitely some new stuff that wasn't here last year. There's a few new shapes. Um, most people that follow us are familiar with some of these shapes already, but so we didn't we didn't bring anything you know to introduce at the show right. per se. Um, but we've definitely got some a couple new shapes like the Umpal that wasn't here last year. Um, we also have the a new stem color that we're you know doing on all the pipes now too, kind of a coffee stem color. And, and really, um, you know, as a U.S. As a U.S. manufacturer of pipes, your your big in, event to introduce stuff is really the Chicago Pipe Show, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely for us because it's more of a collector consumer yeah. show. Um, you know, here it's more about the stores that are picking up stock for their you know annual purchases for their store for pipes, and they're looking for some you know deal or something. Yeah. To go ahead and buy up a bunch of pipes for the year. You yeah. Know, so. All right, let's talk about the the big news is the upcoming Mule Town, <laughs> Mule Town yeah. pipe show. And just to clear the air about yeah. the name. Yeah, let, let, yeah. Let's well, explain it, that. I mean, well, I've heard we, the story. I don't believe it. But go ahead. Well, we didn't want to. Well, we didn't want to call it the Briarworks Pipe Show because then everybody would just think, oh, it's a it's a show, so about and it's all going to be just more Briarworks pipes and stuff. 
we want this to be a big pipe community trade you know show event whatever you want to call it um that's an annual event inside of our factory and the columbia pipe show is a little too generic and it might not you know really it might be a little confusing to people too so we decided okay let's call it the mule town pipe show because that is the nickname of columbia and it has been for a very long time it's the self-proclaimed mule capital of the world because <laughs> it's a big you know farming community used to actually grow a lot of tobacco in the area and you know 150 years ago they actually just kind of happened naturally but it was like a breeder's day where they would all get together and there was mule auctions and stuff and it became this annual event called mule day which you know thousands of people come into town for so the town is nicknamed mule town and so we thought eh, that's kind of fun you know we can really we just wanted to create a pipe smoking mule logo <laughs> and that's really the main yeah. purpose of it so all right so in addition to briar work stuff and there's going to be other pipe makers and other pipe companies and yeah it's open to you know other vendors anybody that wants to come in and be a part of it it's not again about Briarworks it's about the pipe community as a whole um, we've already got you know several different tobacco manufacturers that are coming um, I know that uh, Lane's gonna have a presence and Sutliff is gonna have a presence but also we're excited about Cornell and Deal being there because they make our tobaccos, yeah. and we're um, so we're pretty excited about them. And Jeremy Reeves from CND is going to do a blending demo at the at the show, and then also um, it'll be you know we'll have Missouri Meerschaum is going to be there, um, and a bunch of other people that have booked tables that you know have estate pipes and tobacco to sell and different things. So it's going to be. If, really cool. If we come there, are we going to get to see how a Briarworks pipe is made? Portions of it. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, well we can't. We're not going to cram everybody into the machining room, <laughs> and uh, and just that's first off for safety reasons, not really practical, and secondly, it's it's not the part of the process that really. I feel like is that actually important. I know it is cool. We have you know nice machines that we run our bowls on, but what's really cool about Briarworks is the fact that we're made up of artisan pipe makers, and the care and time that goes into each pipe made by each you know guy that's you know on the side making high grade pipes is what makes our pipes really special. It makes the you know I think that's the really the story that we really want people to see. So on Friday night. Um, before the show really kicks off, it's sort of a pre-party night. Um, we are going to do a little factory tour, and then um, Sam's also going to help with a pipe making demo as well. Wait, um, Sam's going to talk? Well, Sam, uh, I might be talking while Sam okay, is there okay, sanding, yeah. sanding a say, pipe and so, finishing it and staining it and showing people so we, how we, we do it. Your show and tell, will, will, since we're in Las Vegas, I'll use yeah. the analogy. You, you guys will be like David Copperfield. Well, you'll, yeah. you'll see the magic happen, but yeah. you're not going to know how it happens. Uh, you're not going to know the tricks behind right. it. Yeah, yeah. we can't give it all away, right? Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> Keep a little bit behind the curtain. Keep a little please. bit of mystery. Yeah. Right. Uh, the drinks, beer, wine, you know, oh, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, we've got, we, we don't have liquor license yet. It may happen before the show, but we definitely have a great beer selection, tons of beers on tap. Um, we're gonna have some food trucks, you know, parked there as well. 
um, in the lounge we'll be doing extended hours you know obviously even beyond pipes we've got a great lounge with a nice walk-in humidor there probably be actually a few other cigar brands that we carry with reps there as well so it'll be a mixture it's it's mostly a pipe show but it's 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 gonna have some cigar aspect to it as well uh, musically might we see uh, Pete Prevost playing the guitar probably not me <laughs> I'll be running around probably with my head cut off you know somewhere but um, we, we might, uh, I'm working on maybe trying to get some, you know, a little bit of music going in the lounge, a little live music as well, so. August 30th, September 1st, Columbia, Tennessee, MuleTownPipeShow.com. Yeah. I'm begging my wife to let me go, I promise. I know. And I, w I should tell people, too, if you are if you want to book a table as a vendor, go to the website, you can do that there. But if you want to come as a spectator, um, we do have the the tickets we're doing a, it's it's a ticketed event but it's really inexpensive it's um 10 bucks advance 15 to the door that gets you in for the whole weekend and if you go to the website and book it in advance you get a 10 dollar price plus you get to pick a t-shirt size you'll get a mule town pipe show t-shirt with oh, that cool. ticket and and if you can't do that in advance at the door you'll still get the t-shirt it'll just be 15 bucks is the t-shirt going to be as soft as the Briarworks shirt yeah, you gave me because i'll tell you i don't I don't want to get you excited, yeah. but I like sleeping in that shirt. Woo! Uh, yeah, and and I wore it to Disney World as part of my non-smoking protest. It's outfit, gonna it's so. gonna be that same brand. So anybody that has one of our shirts, know we we make nice quality shirts. Well, we don't make them, but we yeah. buy nice yeah. quality shirts. <laughs> and um, so it's not like some just cheapo giveaway T-shirt. It's a good quality shirt that you know. Uh, it'll be it'll be a nice little gift to come with it. So. Pete, thanks for taking the time with me. Get back to work. Sell right. a lot of pipes. Thank you. Back here on the show floor for day during day three of the IPCPR, because my dear friend Eric Stokeby, my old dear friend, there you go, uh, was so busy the first couple of days. Every time I walked by, that we had, I had finally had to grab you now and just yes, said, sir. "All right, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. we're done." So. Uh, you've got a great spot here in your booth right on the main aisle. Uh, I'm guessing they put you up here so that all the women would see you and want to come in the booth? Uh, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping, Brian, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, so um, it's a great spot, and uh, I can check out the women as well from here, so it's, it's all good. Your eyes are still that yeah. good, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see? I got glasses now. Yeah. So. yeah. I do, too, but they're yeah. more readers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right, so what what do you have going on here? You got a so, bunch of uh, bunch of things I've never seen before. Yeah, so we have the the pipe of the year, um, as we have done in the past, and this year it's uh, done by my good friend uh, Peter Jeppesen. Yeah, and uh, it's modeled after one of my father's old pipes from the 1970s. And uh, I thought Peter did a really good job of um, making a pipe that very much looks like uh, my dad's old pipes. And uh, Peter also added a uh, beautiful sterling silver band to it uh, that was made by a special jeweler in Copenhagen. So uh, quite beautiful. That is really a pretty silver band, and the pipe's a good size and mm -hmm. shape. And exactly. I mean, this is a this is a couple hour smoker. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Besides that, we have also. I was in uh, Kendall, uh, England, last October, and I went to visit my good friends at Samuel Garvith. 
And I asked them, you know, I like to come out with a blend and a special box for next year, limited uh, quantities and so forth. And uh, so we worked out this beautiful aged Virginia uh, Ready Rock blend. And uh, we're coming at that out with that as well here at the show. Uh, should be in the stores in a month or two. And uh, it's a really, it's a, it's a very uh, mellow, uh, beautiful Virginia type blend. Yeah, 10 years ought to smooth it out a little it bit. It should. It yeah, should. Maybe. Yeah, I, maybe. I don't know. The older I get, I think the rougher I get. <laughs> Hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, you've also got some bulk tobacco. I have some too. bulk tobacco um, that um, we decided to come out with. There are separate blends than what's in the tins. There's three blends. One is like an aromatic with a little bit of a bourbon uh, flavor to it. We have a uh, nice English blend with uh, about 30% Latakia, so really heavy-duty uh, English. And then we have the last one is a beautiful uh, mature flake, uh, mature Virginia flake with a little bit of Perique to it. So really nice stuff, and uh, we should also be looking or looking to have this out in the stores probably in September sometime. So. And again, these are not available in a tin. They're, they're not available. Exactly. They're not a, a bulk s- version of a tin. Separate from they're, the... They're all different. Different. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have a couple of new accessories as well. Pipe bags. One for four pipes. One for three pipes. And uh, in our Hunter Brown suede leather as yeah. well as in black, in black leather. So... Uh, your your messenger bag has been quite a success. That was very successful. Yes, yeah. we see a lot of guys uh, using that. So yeah, that was good. It was uh, a fun project. This whole accessory thing is actually kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, uh, it's good yeah, company. It's kind of interesting that you're getting into leather now. I know. As you, as you get older, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Kamoy's Kamoy, new pipes. We have new line, uh, the vintage line, uh, Kamoy vintage line. It's uh, shapes from the 1940s, um, and they're kind of stout, short. Uh, one finish is a uh, black sandblast with a beautiful uh, Kamoy blue stem, and the smooth is more of like a walnut-colored uh, finish, I would say, with a black uh, acrylic stem. But really, really cool pipe, short, uh, and but very uh, thick walls, and uh, yeah. And these are coming from Antoine at Chacombe, which is the original Kamoy factory. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, so we're pretty excited about that line. The reception has been really good at the show. So uh, we look forward to to working with uh, getting that out and and showing people. And then we have the uh, traditionally we have the uh, 2019 Kamoy uh, holiday pipe, which is. uh, three shapes, uh, poker, a full bend, and a quarter bend uh, prints, and uh, with a beautiful um, green uh, green stem, kind of to celebrate uh, the holidays around uh, December. So uh, that should be coming out in the stores as well uh, in about a month or two. So a little pre pre uh, holiday. Uh, so so not only have you been out on the road doing a lot of events, mm-hmm. but you've been busy uh, putting together a lot of new items. Exactly. And, yeah. So 
you're, you've been, uh, you've been. I've been busy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm working hard. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. your wife's very happy. She's very happy because she yeah. doesn't see me that often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of family, you know, we had, uh, we talked to your son, Max, mm-hmm. and I think in this building, he's about, you about as far away from you as possible. Yeah. I don't know why, so. how that happened, but, uh, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. But we are actually going on a trip together next week. Uh, a father-son hiking trip, a uh, group of islands called the Faroe Islands between yeah. Scotland and Iceland. And we're both really looking forward to that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the, the weather should be really nice right. and now. That, uh, I think the average high is 50. Yeah. <laughs> but this gives us a good time to talk about you, Brian. You know, that's, you know. That, yeah, I, that's what most people do when they right. go hiking in the yeah. middle of <laughs> nowhere. nowhere is talk about me. Because um, it's better than jumping off a cliff into the ocean yeah. by not much right. but uh, yeah so if we if you don't come back it's been lovely knowing yeah, you yeah sure <laughs> sure yeah 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 so we'll be there between there's I think 45,000 people and 2 million sheep <laughs> I don't know about the sheep part but there's not well, a lot of people don't on. let them pull the wool over your eyes <laughs> there you go uh, sorry <laughs> yeah. alright Eric thanks get All back right, to work thanks Brian appreciate it and that wraps up my recordings from the IPCPR or the Premium Cigar Association Las Vegas 2019 uh, funny thing is actually I recorded Eric last Eric was the last one I recorded and we played him last um, and I've got one more uh, coming up in about two weeks. We'll do, uh, I'll have James Foster on, and James and I will sit down and talk about our impressions of uh, the IPCPR and some of the stuff that he wrote about and some of the stuff that he saw that he didn't write about. Uh, in preparation for that, you may want to go to pipesmagazine.com and read the uh, couple of articles that James has posted so that you're familiar with what we're talking about. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell and Deal. From the Cellar Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake Series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at C&D, as a crew of folks who just love tobacco. It's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series wherever fine tobaccos are sold. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. I actually, you know, I actually had fun running around the IPCPR and doing those recordings. I hope you enjoyed them. Hope you got something out of them. And I uh, hope it gives you a bunch of stuff to look forward to, possibly uh, in your pipe rack or in your tobacco cellar or somewhere. All right, for music... So this has very little, I'll, I'll tell you how this is pipe related. Uh, John Petrucci is a guitar player who I heard, I've heard of before, but really discovered his work when he was on the uh, Mutual Admiration Society album and did the Disney thing with, uh, with our friend and, uh, our friend and drummer, 
John Ferraro, who is a pipe smoker. Well, uh, so Petrucci's been involved in a band called Dream Theater. And Dream Theater's been around since the mid-1980s doing what they call progressive metal music. And over the last couple of you know couple of weeks in the background streaming while I'm doing stuff around the house I would have just Spotify going on uh, Dream Theater and I've really gotten to enjoy a fresh new look at some uh, you know some metal progressive stuff um, kind of some of the stuff reminds me of the old Emerson Lake and Palmer and old Yes stuff that I grew up with my dad playing uh, and some of it's a little heavier than what I like, but it's all really well done. And uh, let me tell you, John Petrucci can straight out play a guitar. So here's uh, here's a song called Another Day. It's from one of their older albums back in the uh, back in the 90s. And this is Dream Theater.
Again, the band's name is Dream Theater, spelled correctly. Sorry, British folks. Uh, check out their website. They are going on tour this fall, and uh, you can check out. A, they've got a whole bunch of bunch of albums on Spotify, and I'm sure they're on Pandora and iTunes and all those other places. And anyway, just nice to really. Uh, I've really enjoyed discovering and just uh, finding a new band. You've got freaking mail. All right, in the mailbag. Uh, remember, if you have any comments or questions, you can email me directly, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And if you don't get an answer in four or five days or so, you know, just make sure and send it again. Uh, you can post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com, where they're all listed out there by, alpha, or by uh, episode order. Just like uh, Ira, the writing rabbi, did. Uh, and he says, well, no surprise that I'd be leaving the first comment tonight. I thought your guest was terrific. He was brilliant, funny, insightful. Oh, yeah, he's my son. <laughs> uh, the rest of the show was good, too, but I will really have to listen to it again since I mostly paid attention to Shaul. Uh, chip off the old block. Thanks for inviting him, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd like him. Um, and, uh, you know, I figured you, you might hear something new from your son in there. Uh, Casey Ghost says, very good show, excellent music selection. Thank you. And Dillagas says, I read Shovel's article three times and learned something more each time. It makes clear so many of the reasons that I smoke a pipe and continue to do so despite the opposition of the government, media, and our modern culture. He is a great writer. It was both poetry and prose. It reminded me of Jack Kerouac and other beat authors. Thank you for leading me to it. You are very welcome. Uh, and then there was also a little bit of uh, hubbub about uh, some of his writings, and yeah, and I, you know, opinion, you know, you know what I say about opinions. I'm the leading expert on mine. Well, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and everybody may not agree with everything that Shaul wrote, and that's perfectly fine too. On a couple other things here, uh, Steve Davenport writes, uh, the piece of music you picked for this week's show brought me back to a pipe-related memory, even though it wasn't me that smoked a pipe at, a time, at the time. Uh, back when I was in middle school, I had the opportunity to go to Memphis with a group of other middle school kids to an industrial arts club convention. <laughs> he says, I was fairly good with my hands and was good in shop class. Uh, one afternoon while we were there, we ended up at a little blues joint. I don't know if it was on Beale Street or not, for a late lunch, early supper, and we were the only ones in the place. Why anyone took a group of middle schoolers to a blues joint, I don't know, but there we were. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, then he goes on to write, Anyway, we had been there for a little while when a tall, somewhat heavyset black gentleman walks in carrying a guitar case. He looks over. Uh, he looks us over goes to talk to the owner or manager for a bit, then sat down, plugged a black guitar into an amp, and begins to play and sing. I learned later that evening that our surprise entertainer was none other than B.B. King. Yeah. And uh, when, Steve, when Steve sent that story in to me, it reminded me of uh, there was a little bar in Los Angeles, kind of near where we lived, called the Money Tree, and it was just, studio musicians that used to go in there and hang out at night and you never knew who you were going to see perform um and you really didn't know who they were either unless you had the guts enough to ask which i didn't at that point uh and then finally uh robert taylor writes 
Hi, Brian. Great, great show you put on every week. It's a lifeline to us pipe smokers overseas, and I count down the days every week to Tuesday nights. I am an expat Brit working overseas since 1992, currently on my 10th country, Nigeria. I've lived and worked in some great cities, Porto, Moscow, Amman, Dubai, among others, that always brings its own pipe smoking challenges. I've never really been in a place with a pipe smoking community, so the radio show is the only thing I've had in the past years. I know you have issues in the States with the impending FDA regulations. All I can say is it could always be worse. Uh, there is no pipe tobacco available in Nigeria. In fact, uh, in fact, although there are cheap cigarettes to be found and some highly priced cigars, I've not seen even one person smoking since I've arrived three years ago. Uh, smoking is really frowned upon. The UK announced a week or two ago that the aim is to make the country totally smoke-free by 2030. That's just 10 years. And I've just arrived in Portugal now on my, my, uh, now my permanent home base, though I don't live in it yet, and been to the country's leading tobacco store in Lisbon. All they had is OTC tobaccos, well-known OTC brands, but at a high price due to taxes. They said the government has made importing the big brands too difficult and nobody is, Im uh, and nobody is importing. Uh, hence, no Peterson, Sam Gaweth, McBaron, Davidoff, the brands you could pick up easily in the past. The OTCs they have are like smoking hot air to me, so I passed. Uh, mail order is a very, very expensive option in Portugal, and it is a bit too much. Happily, thanks to your show and some of its advertisers, I've been taking mail order from the States into Nigeria and have recently discovered some C&D blends, a new world to me. And I have to say, even though the postal charges are around double the cost of the tobacco, it's worth it. But it gets ever harder. I think us pipe smokers really are a dying breed due to state intervention in many places. I know things are getting tougher in the States, but something tells me it will get tougher for you still. So enjoy it while you can. In the meantime, I'll enjoy a bowl of Star of the East Flake while listening this week by the Atlantic in Portugal. <laughs> the Star of the East has traveled from New York to Nigeria and into Lisbon with me, and it'll be Shangri-La while I do. Happy puffing to all my cousins across the pond, Rob. So if you're in Portugal and you see Rob, uh, say hi. And, uh, and again, Robert, thanks for the, thanks for the email. It's messages like that, that really kind of lift me up and keep me going. I'm glad we are able to, you know, bring a little bit of the community to you and, uh, through the power of the internet, you know, maybe some of this, uh, maybe the pipe community will not completely vanish. Uh, yeah, you know, I've always said it's going to be uh, tougher and tougher unless we really take a stand for ourselves. But again, thanks for the email. Uh, email me comments and questions, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Travel-related stuff, brian.levine at mei-travel.com. Remember, yes, you can still smoke on cruise ships. Yes, you can still smoke a pipe there. Yes, you can still smoke a pipe at Disney World and at Disneyland, just not in the parks. The hotels all have smoking areas, so you can have your evening pipe or so. Again, email me if you're going anywhere. All right, rant time next. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. 
an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. attention to the YouTube pipe community. I, I listen to and watch videos on, on, on occasion when I get some time. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a regular subscriber or downloader of anybody's videos, but you know, there's, there's some folks that we've had on the show and there's some folks that I've watched and when I get the time. And apparently now that YouTube has started their anti-tobacco stance, uh, there are certain keywords and key things that you can't put in titles like tobacco. If you do that, then they will not put any advertising on the, uh, they won't put any advertising on your YouTube videos. And that's how YouTube, uh, YouTube uh, presenters get compensated. You build up a certain amount of following and you get a certain amount of subscribers and then YouTube starts putting ads on the front end of your stuff or in the middle. I don't know exactly how all of it works, uh, but that uh, that money that a lot of these YouTube guys get, well, that helps cover their cost of maybe the equipment or maybe doing tobacco reviews and paying for tobacco that they normally wouldn't want to get to keep their channel fresh. Well, now YouTube has made it so that if they mention the word tobacco or some other keywords, they won't get anything in it. They call I call it. I guess they're calling it demonetizing those videos. And they're not doing it with liquor. They're not doing it with guns, to the best of my knowledge. So far, they're only picking on tobacco. So out of all the uh, out of the three mortal sins, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, well, <laughs> they've only decided to pick on tobacco, even to the point where uh, a couple of the YouTubers, instead of saying the words tobacco in their uh, in their videos, have now changed it to uh, T T E A. Well. <laughs> This is just part of the stupidity that's going to continue unless we somehow get, uh, you know, get some reason into these places. All right, there you go. That's enough of the show. Enough of rambling on. Hope you enjoyed all those, uh, all those uh, recordings from the IPCPR. Everybody that uh, took some time with me, thank you for uh, stepping away from your booth and stepping away from your clients and hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it again. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time. clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather happy If you see a sign that says peep show, 
That doesn't mean that they're letting you look at presents before Christmas.